again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of RV Business Capital Talk, sponsored by Dicor Products. I'm Rick Kessler, and he's Sherman Goldenberg, and we're with RV Business. And joining the two of us today is a well-known face in the RV industry, Frankie Baruti from Giant RV. Frankie, say, thanks so much for joining us. What's going on? How are you? Giant RV, of course, uh, four locations out in California, sunny California from the looks behind you. California. Beautiful <laughs> Southern California. Well, uh, let me ask a question. Uh, Frankie, where are you sitting right now? That office that you're in, where is that? This is my office in Montclair, formerly my dad's office. Um, I don't know. I'd like to actually show you guys if you could see. Um, that's the office. Um, there's some Very real nice. cool memorabilia up on the wall. And um, it's it's got a view of something that's really cool to see. I'm sure not that many RV dealerships can get that view. Can I get it? Oh, wow. Um, there you go. Nice. And that's service, sales, and um, a good uh, shot of the dealership. But um, yeah, we, uh, we got a really nice dealership. I'm up on the second story. Um, uh, better go back in there. Sorry. <laughs> so, Frankie, um, we we certainly need to pass along our condolences. Your father, Bob, passed away earlier this year. Um, yeah. um, it's a cliche, I guess, but he's a giant in the RV industry, right? Yeah, you know, I've heard so many stories over the years about what my dad has accomplished. And um, it's just different when it's your dad, you know, you're just like, hey, that's that guy. That's that guy that's been with me every single day. And, you know, but when you hear some stories about the RV industry, maybe about how, to, how an RV show went down um, and how the show wasn't so much until maybe he did some things with these promoters that changed some things. I'm like, he did that? I'm like, oh, yeah, your dad was in part of these meetings. He was part of the starting of Cal RVDA um, in some little office in the middle of San Diego with a couple guys that are, we know those guys, um, some have passed away, you know, as well. But, um, you know, you give kudos to guys like him that didn't make the typical RV dealership like it was across the whole United States, maybe on some little rock pebble lot little chicken fencing around the place. His idea of an RV dealership was something that would mimic something of a Mercedes Benz or a Jaguar dealership. I mean, we literally went when I was a young, I'd call it maybe like 25 years ago, we walked into a Ford dealership and I'm like, oh, this thing's beautiful. And he goes, not good enough. <laughs> really? Like, I think an RV dealership should be better. And uh, I can't say I have the best RV dealerships over here. That's pretty conceited. But when I hear a rep from Thor or Winnebago or Fleetwood or Forest River, all these big guys who travel up and down the coast or all the way back to the Midwest, you know, some of these guys have some big territories and they have 50 to 100 dealerships that they have to take care of. They're like, Frankie, we come to yours. Or your dad's and 
their heads above the rest. So hearing something like that, that's something my dad did. It wasn't anybody but him, you know? So Frankie, describe a lot of things he did. Pardon you know? me. Frankie, what is your, what is your dealership today? What, uh, give us a capsule report on what it is today. So over the years, we, we pretty much started the dealership almost 34, 35 years ago. And over that time, my dad found some key specific areas he wanted to be a part of. And you can see in Southern California, going back 20, 30 years, that there wasn't RV dealerships in those areas. And if they were, they were probably something like a mom and pop dealership that was small. Not saying that we didn't start out as a mom and pop dealership, but it still is. And it's it's mine now with my mom and my sister. But um, my dad started this dealership, you know, with a little facility in Upland, which is no longer, we sold that property and it became a car dealership on Foothill Boulevard. But we brought it down to the 10 freeway in Montclair. We have another facility off the 215 and the 10 in Colton. We have a beautiful dealership in the city of Marietta right there on the 15 freeway. And we had a store in Corona, but with the freeway expansion, the eminent domains came through and oh. really we had a service department on one side of the freeway and a sales department on the other side of the freeway. You can't do either business without each other. So the expansion of the freeway hit right into my service department and took off the whole parking lot out front. So I, I don't have a service department anymore. And then the sales department took off pretty much a whole 50 feet, which is easily an RV, you know? So the whole row. So we had to leave there and um, they bought out the business and I found a facility in Downey, which is where the five and the 605 meet. And um, we ended up leasing this property and the ownership of that property over time, just like a hand, couple of years, the partners felt it was time to sell the property and it went up for auction to make it fair. And we outbidded everyone and I'd already remodeled that facility like three years before that to get into that facility because it was a pretty much, it was a Gemco. If you know Gemco in California is sort of like that first big box store, like a Target kind of thing. Oh, okay. So that was back in the 50s, 60s, this big, huge 110,000 square foot building, big property, you know, and uh, right where the five and 605 meets. It's the best. The most driven, populated freeway in all of the world. So, <laughs> of course, I think I found like this key dealership, uh, almost 10 acres and uh, 110,000 square foot building. So the structure was there, but from the paint on the inside and the paint on the outside and the asphalt and everything else, I had to remodel it. I dropped a couple million dollars into it and um, we were up and doing business big grand opening and you could put about a hundred RVs inside and another 200 outside plus another 130 to 40 
for the service department outside as well. We got okay. service bays and had to do some remodeling of the building and a lot of paint and uh, cleanup, but it's a beautiful location. You could get that straight from the reps too. They're like, this is a class act for an indoor dealership. So those are our four stores. Okay. I do own some other properties that I have not built on yet, but um, one's in Indio and one is in Colton. So I have some plans to build a receiving center in Colton, right down the street from our Colton location. Okay. Frankie, what do you what what do you do well? You, I don't mean personally, but your company in terms of, of product. Uh, what what's your strength uh, today? You know, over the years we've always been one of the top travel trailer dealers. And segueing over to toy hauler travel trailers. Pretty much we've been the number one dealer for, I don't know, 25 years for toy haulers, maybe 20 years, shouldn't brag that hard, but <laughs> we've been the number one dealer pretty much in the United States for toy haulers. So that has been our gig. I could definitely say, I don't know if my strong points were um, high-end fifth wheels. That's the truth. But um I have a friend who left Heartland. Most people do know him, Coley Brady. Um, Coley Brady to me is one of the most structured, methodical, smartest kids in the industry. I call him a kid because I feel like him and I are still young, but uh, <laughs> you are. Yeah, he learned from the best, which is his father. I had a great relationship meeting his father 15 years ago when we became a Heartland dealer. And um, we grew our fifth wheel business with our towable business and our toy hauler business with them to higher grounds. But I always feel like we could have done maybe a little bit more. And when Coley left Heartland, um, he had the opportunity to obviously build his own facility and start making fifth wheels, conventional and toy haulers. And um, story be having it. Uh, the day I knew he left Heartland, I knew he's too young to stop now and <laughs> he has all the resources to be yeah. the best of the best. You know, I know he can compete with all of them. And uh, there's a good story to that because I picked up the phone when I found out he, he quit and I left a voicemail and I said, hey, dude, congrats. I know you're going to go on to doing bigger and better things. And I definitely know what you're going to do because I can feel it. You're too smart <laughs> and too young not to. And I just want you to know my number is going to be 0001. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> I had some other words in there. I can't I can't say all the other words that I, I said. But it was <laughs> funny, good stuff. And um, he called me back on Tuesday morning. He's like, so what does that really mean? I'm like, you know what that means. I know for a fact that you're going to be building something because you're too young not to. And um, I'm just letting you know, my <laughs> dealer number is going to be 0001. I'm going to be your first freaking dealer. End of story. And he's like, wow. Okay, I can't talk to you anymore about this. And I'm like, <laughs> 
I'm oh. sure they had the non-competes and all the fun stuff, but um, yeah. I'm good friends with him. If I'm going to Indiana, he'll be like, you're staying at my house. I'm picking you up. We're going out to dinner. It's So that, as the question comes, I had to say that story because it's important to me that he's helped change our dealership with some fifth wheel products that have made us a better fifth wheel dealer. And um, we get into class B's. We, that video I just showed you downstairs, I have so many class B's in stock. I've got all the beautiful brands from Gretsch to Pleasure Way, all the Thor products, um, some Forest River products for the class B's. You get into the class C's, I've got all the good four winds and Forest River product on top of that. And you get into class A's, I Winnebago, Forest River, Thor, Fleetwood, Holiday Rambler. I have pretty much everything. And then you get into diesels and I got a great lineup. And I think we're strong with everything we do. I can't see the market being strong in everything we have. Uh, that was our next question. Wasn't yeah, yeah. yeah well, Frankie, no, let's talk it, about the market, Frankie. Talk right into the market right after that because there's not much more to say. We have beautiful product here. The this COVID thing, yes, it was it was something that was horrible for the public in health, but wonderful for this RV industry because people weren't jumping on planes, trains, and cruises. They didn't yeah. have to take their kid to the tap jazz and ballet recitals <laughs> and all the freaking soccer games and baseball games that I know I have to do. And uh, it got down to like families getting closer and bonding. And if you can't do all those things, why not getting in an RV? I don't even know if the numbers were, oh, so much more here, but um, we did sell more. And yeah, you, you um, across the board, everyone's gross profits went up because the commodity was at a limited supply. The same time COVID hurts us too, because the product that costed us 65,000 is now 95,000. 150,000 is now 191. Like, so those check and balances need to get put back in check right now because some of these products are have paced themselves out of the market. They are not in reality where they should be. I get it. Expenses and foam and the metal and the Luon and the gel coat. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's in, in light of all, pardon me, in, in light of all yeah, this, no. in light of all this, how, how is the pulse of your dealership right now? Well, the pulse of our dealership in California, I feel like right now, interest rates have gone up. We know what's the recipe for disaster in the RV world. But me being in it this long, I knew when we sold a lot of RVs back in 1999, the interest rate was 9.99 up to 12.99. And wow, we were king kongs if we got you at 699 when the rate went down so perception is a lot to uh the rv buyer of rates gasoline i mean we know part of that recipe gas needs to be at something that people can afford yeah if you take the math people travel 
maximum of 500 miles, but it's normally like three to 350 for their next big outing, let's say in California, because a lot of people off-road. They're going up to the high deserts, the lakes, the mountains, the rivers. That's not more than 350 miles away, a four-hour drive. So how many times did you have to fill up that tank? Well, that tank had to be filled up twice for that trip. So if you went from a dollar more a gallon, how much did you really spend more to go on vacation? Not that much. So if that's going to hold you back from going camping, you probably shouldn't own an RV. But I don't want to take that away from any family. I want everyone to be RVing, you know. So when rates go up a little bit, this goes up, it could make a variable for someone that wants to be at that $350 monthly payment now go up to 400. Some people are tight, you know. Um, but when the, the the RV has gone up a little too much, I think the manufacturers need to swallow a little humble pie right now and get these prices regulated, not so astronomically high. Because I know what I bought a toy hauler fifth wheel conventional for that might have been 70, 80,000 invoice. And now it's at 119 or 121. Whoa. You, you pushed a big market out of the market. Guys, you know, those guys can afford big payments, but you're also taking it up another 30, 40 grand that might pay for the toy that needs to go in there. Yeah. So some check and balances have to be done with the manufacturers or they're going to see certain products not be the, the, the turning product in their lineup. Um, sure. I Manufacturers out here, I can give kudos to a couple of them that are locally built, Forest River, Genesis RV. These guys have come up with a limited product, like on a toy hauler, that's 10 to 15 grand less and still gorgeous and still beautiful and still has a lot of the amenities it needs because that guy just went and bought that $41,000 side-by-side Razor or Can-Am. So now he can get it right back into this toy hauler that he could afford. And he could still, as I say, uh, use a restroom, have a shower, yeah. get some sleep, you know, in with the creature comforts that we need, you know. So um, these guys have built some products. I've got a handful of them just shipping in and a handful already got shipped out as fast as they came in. So I know the guys that are being smart out here, I'm not even seeing it as much as in the Midwest, you know, um, but these guys out here are capitalizing on, hey, dude, the market's still there. We just had our big opening weekend in Glamis. You guys have heard of Glamis. Everyone knows about Glamis. And if this goes nationwide, Glamis is the biggest sand dune um, capital of the world. That's what they call it, the sand dune capital of the world, Glamis Dunes. And that's in Southern California, towards the border of Mexico. Um, just this weekend alone, I'd love to ask Siri what the stat was of how many people showed up for Camp Razor. Um, Polaris had two famous bands in the middle of the desert with huge stages, like you're watching Metallica play. Um, <laughs> but two big bands played there this year. And um, not hundreds, but hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people were out there camping in the middle of the sand dunes. I um, thank you for that, Frankie, but I, I think I need to let Sherman know that Metallica, I believe was Mel Torme's first band. 
<laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> what? So, so you know, looking at the clock, we probably ought to head uh, uh, toward the finale here. Where do you think? Where do you see everything going in this industry right now, Frankie? Where? Uh, I think it's as as my vice president and I have talked about over and over for the last year. It was never going to last forever, um, and it and it should stabilize like the years pres uh, previous. Being present into where we were at and those numbers we had last year and the year before, this year we still have decent numbers. Um, but maybe they'll go back to that 2019 kind of look. Um, and he always said, you know, over the years since the recession hit, real incremental growth is what grows your company and you stay strong with it. And we got to a point where we're making good profit. Uh, everyone's making good paychecks. Uh, RVs were affordable. Um, I feel and believe that the industry is just going to taper off a little bit, but Southern California is always going to be a big RV station, you know? Um, and if we're stabilizing right now, from what I've seen for the last month, I could agree that it's slowed down a little bit. Um, I know elections are here and gas keeps going up and down, but I saw gas really a lot lower last night and I was in Fullerton, you know, more closer to that OC area. And the gas was almost a buck or two lower, which I saw $4. I saw $3.99. I almost took a, pulled over and took a picture to post it. Like, why is my city not like this city? But makes sense. You know, election years right around here and things got to get cleaned up to make yourselves look good. But uh, that's politics and uh, I have no control over it. But if I can help, with this RV industry, you know, uh, Giant RV, we're here. We feel stable. We feel strong. We got good employees. Um, the market, I believe, might just not be on the most pricey of product. Those high-end diesels that used to cost two fifty are now at three seventy. Don't price yourself out of a market just because maybe it needs that much more fluff with the inflation, you could literally watch yourself walk out of the market. And then when you ask for orders and these dealerships, I can't be the only one are backing down on going so deep. Um, people are watching their dollars. They have to watch their lots. They don't want to get back into that thing called aged inventory. Um, so I still have more inventory than probably anybody in the United States. But, you know, one month, you could have a great month, and then you're lower than you wanted to be. Yeah. Um, we normally run around somewhere around 950 to 1,000 RVs in stock. So uh, it's quite a bit for our size dealerships, I believe. But we're full. Got a great selection. Um, really key brands that I'm really happy to be surrounding myself with. Um, I appreciate all the brands that helped me through COVID as well, you know, because I know a lot of brands came out of the woodworks for a lot of dealerships. But um, yeah, I'm happy with everything. You know, our locations are doing well. Our service departments, our parts departments are doing great. Um, I'm glad to be in Southern California. <laughs>
Well, you know, weather's perfect today. <laughs> well, I wish I could tell you it's 85 and sunny here, but uh, that would Where be. Where are you lot. at? Where are you at right now? We're in the Midwest. Yep. He's in Northern Indiana. I'm in Southern Michigan. Ooh, what is it at right now? It's not cold, cold. It's, yeah, it's not too bad. It's 65 was our high today. Beautiful. It's shorts weather up here. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, we're, All right. we're crystal blue out here. It's a beautiful day, but um, I do appreciate you guys. If you know uh, you had any more questions, I... Uh, I'm I'm always here. I could always do another interview, and um, I still want to make this interview a little bit about my dad. He did a lot for this industry. Um, it's been tough. I'm a very strong person, um, emotional person, and uh, if it wasn't for him, this dealership wouldn't be here. Um, I don't believe one person though ever can make a dealership. I believe there's key people at every location and very core corporate employees here that have made us a strong dealership, very clean and straight dealership. And, um, but without him, it wouldn't be here. So, well said, well said, sir. Well said. Frankie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And my seeing you at that RVDA. You will see us there. <laughs> I get a big hug. <laughs> All right, man. Thank okay. you. Thank you thank very you much. Guys. I'll see you soon. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye.